You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Kukra. Welcome to the Weekly Review, a radio show hosted by two proud fathers and a decent and honorable young lady who try to keep things together at the seams in a world that is crashing down and burning, it seems. Bushfires everywhere, the collapse of society, the diminishing returns on the daily human sacrifice of time and energy to feed the voracious appetite of the capitalist system. Do not worry, we are experts on doom and we have the antidote. Pop culture, yes, the flashing lights, the beats in the night, the congregations of hedonists giving in to wild abandon. We've got it all covered and this week we all hail the Queen of Catalonia. Like a Khaleesi flying in her motorized 250 cubic centimeter dragon, Rosalia descended into Barcelona to bring her Motomami tour, and we were all blessed with her magic spell. Today, we share our notes on her shows and ask ourselves, is her star still on the rise, or is she about to get womaned? Being able to chant that in a in a stadium felt really good, didn't it? Mar, Ben, how are you doing? You you are all under the spell or no longer? Of course, <laughs> I, I will never recover. I know that would be the last day of my life, and I'm so happy it was. <laughs> I, I was happy until your introduction today. It's like, good God, burning fields, and you know. It's because every time I switch the news and there's like a wildfire everywhere in the world, like in Australia, in California, in Spain, it's like the hottest summer ever. I don't know. I feel like the world is burning. Yep. But it's been like that every summer. It's like when the Australia, the horrible Australian bushfires, that was a, such a big tragedy. Anyway, but let's speak of the good fire, the good fire that Rosalia oh. brought to the <laughs> Olympic mountain, the Mont Drieck. Um, uh, I went on Sunday, the second night of her Barcelona stop after she already played six Spanish cities, including two sold out nights in Madrid. And I, I loved uh, the meta levels of her screen presence because we consume a lot of Rosalia's art through our device screens, our mobile phones and stuff. Her show was like a reflection of that, I felt, with three giant digital screens used to great choreographed effect, mm -hmm. like with her ex-boyfriend, Setangana. You know, it's the, the, there's the cameraman on stage following her all around, almost like in those uh, MTV VMA performances, you know, where the camera operators are almost part of the show well did you notice how it was all in kind of vertical format yeah mm -hmm. yeah which, that's which what... was very clever and we don't need to talk about fate Tangana again do we no but it's <laughs> so it's curious that how parallel their careers are well apart from one does really well and the other like internationally and the other doesn't we yeah be, yeah because he's more 
Say Tangana wouldn't fill the Norwich Arts Centre, and that's what we care about. Yeah, that's Actually, true. I'm looking forward to getting some more comments about this, because it was great last time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you yeah. know my view on Faye Tangana. I, I know, but but because everyone who's been to Setangana's latest tour says it's one of the best music shows they've seen compared to anything, and this is people who've seen the Rolling Stones, who've seen U2, who've seen, I don't know, like really people that I respect, people older than me who've been covering music stuff, they're like, what Setangana has done on his El Madrileño tour is a, a, a really, 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 uh, it's an achievement. It's, a, it's It really is an achievement of like live music, channeling lots of Spanish pop traditions like flamenco pop and his own kind of trap and stuff. But the visual screens, I haven't been yet and I have the worst case of FOMO, but I know I will see it the next time he comes around. Um, but still, yes, as you say, let's not talk about Pucho. Let's talk about Rosalia. Uh, Mar. I, I don't have words like... You didn't take down notes? I told you. Homework assignment. <laughs> Bring your notes. No, We're going to uh, share and compare. It was, I don't, I, I don't know. It was uh, uh, amazing. Like, I know this will be one of the shows that I will, like, it will mark my life in that sense that I will all, not, never compare it to anything else because what she did was so, like, Rosalia in her own way. And it, at this point, she's at the level of, like, if Beyonce were to come or Lady Gaga or Rihanna or someone like that, like you have to go. Like even if you're not the biggest fan, you yeah. have to go you have because to see it's, it. you have to see that. Like it's how could you miss it? Because like, it goes down in history. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I felt when I was there. I was like, I'm here watching and seeing something that I know it will be like thought of as something really big that. Were you in the Motomami tour that Rosalia did mm, so long ago? And I would, and I will be able yeah. to say, yeah, I was there. Yeah. Of course. It's like, I, you know, I will forever be mm. grateful to my parents for taking me to see Michael Jackson on his bad tour when I was eight, I think. And it still stands as one of the greatest uh, live music experiences in my life. Because, you know, I will never forget it. And, and, and Ben, you took your children to see Rosalia. And that, I felt that when I saw that picture of your kids. And your wife in the stadium, I thought that that I, I could feel like what Nico was probably feeling. I don't know if he felt the same about watching Rosalia, but that excitement of being surrounded by so many people in a venue and seeing this talent and everything that's happening on stage. By the way, I, I also love what Rosalia brings together into the, 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 the arena. You have families, you have children, you have all these like teenagers with all these different wild styles, all these like Motomami girls doing this kind of... Um, Japanese uh, hentai, not hentai, uh, <laughs> uh, this Japanese cy cyborg, uh, cyber aesthetic with the with the mm. pigtails and the makeup and the futuristic glasses and the, the platform shoes. But then there was also lots of like people from, you know, like there was lots of queerness in the venue. And it, it was just this beautiful coexistence of like just joyful, youthful energy of different kinds of you know, it wasn't just like if you go to like an Iron Maiden show, like you're going to go to oh, Ben. Yeah. Well, you know, probably 98% of the attendance will be like people, you know, men with long hair and maybe leather, depending on the heat wave, <laughs> um, leather or black black clothes, you know, not, not to be cliched, but, eh, you know, but I, Rosalia was like a wide palette of like fabulousness. And really nice people as well. I've got to say like shout out to the people in front of us because, you know, like you're in the seats and basically I had the, my two children who are quite short next to me and like the, the woman in front, like she got up and she started dancing 
Um, and then she looked back and she was like, oh, I'm so sorry, you can't see like, to my kids. And yeah. I was like, no, don't, don't worry don't about worry. them. And they got, which is really nice, you know. Yeah. Well, I thought, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. And, and, and a woman next to us, she, she got up to go to the drinks and, and offered, do you want me to bring something? Whoa. I'm like, whoa, this is, <laughs> is, 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 no, thank you. Thank you. But this has never happened to me where someone is so considerate, like, oh, you know, would you want anything? I can bring, you know, I aprovecho so the Espada of St. Jordi was like the closest we will get to world peace, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. everyone was so happy to see Rosalia. We were all together. Well, I think it was because it was just like there was such a amount of good feeling because she's the local star, you know, yeah. playing the, the local gig and it's really at the height and we're all pleased to have got tickets and, you know, it's July and it's a kind of good time. I just felt like a really, really good atmosphere. Like there was... Everyone was there to have a really good time. Everyone was really, really excited And I didn't see anyone kind of in a bad mood or, yeah. or anything. I know, do you know what I liked almost most about the gig was I don't normally like going to big gigs. And like Palace and Jordi is 19,000 people mm -hmm. I was reading. Yeah. But it felt quite intimate. You know, like yeah. it was weirdly into it. It was like yeah. I, I didn't feel like I was in this big place. And then you sort of look around, you're like, good God, there's loads of people here. But you kind mm -hmm. of like keep it focused on the stage. You could, you could see her pretty well. Most seats were okay. They weren't like, you know, brilliant, the, the best or anything like mm. that. Um, Uh, but you could see it really well. You could see what was happening really well. You could watch her or you could watch the screen. Yeah. The sound was, the sound for the music was good. The sound for her talking was a bit, was a bit weird. But like, I just thought, yeah. it's a very, like, that wouldn't work in a stadium, I don't think, because it was too small. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it would work in a small club, but it was like perfect for that, that size mm -hmm. of arena, which I thought was very clever indeed. Like, because if you don't have intimacy, you're screwed. Like my, I, I was, I was a bit worried, you know, because, My first gigs were quite small, and I was taking along the kids, and I thought they might be like, well, what's the point in just seeing someone so small down there? But she really kind of like took it across. And I've got to say, my favorite song, well, mm -hmm. my favorite Rosalia song is Dolerme. Mm -hmm. Any, well, it's one of my favorites, yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah. And the moment where she played that alone on guitar, I thought was absolutely fantastic, you know? And there have been so many people like, oh, there's no band. It's like, shut up. You know, uh, it, uh, so I really, really, really appreciated her playing guitar because she hasn't really shown off her guitar skills on on so online socials or Instagram. I've never seen a video of her like playing guitar. I'm sure she when she was studying mm -hmm. in that in the school here, the yeah. music school she went to. I'm sure she must have uh, th that must have been part of the course, learning to play uh, Spanish guitar or something. Uh, but she came out with a Gibson SG. Is it the Gibson SG? You know, like the one that Slash plays. Uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, the, the Gibson, the typical Gibson that everyone who wants to play blues rock wants to have. Um, and uh, it felt like, it, it reminded me also a little bit of, you know, on Grimes' Misanthropocene, she's got that song that sounds like an Oasis cover or something, or her learning to play an Oasis cover. And I like that it's kind of like a, a moment. It's almost like a concept, a concept of girl playing guitar. It's almost like trying to be like Taylor, like all those girl, teenage girls in their bedrooms learning to share their emotions by playing guitar and then uploading their songs timidly onto SoundCloud. It's like a thing. It's like a mood. And when Grimes did it, I felt like it was a thing. It's not like, no, Grimes is trying to be Taylor Swift. No, it's like, no, no, I'm trying to channel the vibe of, you know, a, a vulnerable teenage girl, like sharing her diary in song format. You know, Rosalia didn't feel like that. It felt more like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm learning to play the guitar because I'm a serious artist and uh, I'm ambitious and anything I put my mind to, I can do. So I'm going to stand here alone without my dancers, me alone with my guitar or on the piano, like when she did, was it, uh, what's the one on the piano? Hentai. Hentai, Hentai. damn it. <laughs> um, uh, that felt really good because it's a very simple kind of, mm. you know, it's some, 
it, it, it wasn't like a complex Elton John song, you know, but it, but it felt really intimate and, and close. I don't know, like, yeah, yeah, she's letting us into her world and that's probably how it was, like her on the piano, like, oh, this sounds good, like... Well, that's what I mean by intimacy, but also the, like, the, 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 it was well-paced because I think Dolanway came after three opening songs, yeah. like three opening songs, like big, yeah. you know, big pop hits, lots of dancing, that kind of thing, and then took a breather and played something slow and very emotional and kind of yeah. you know you know just her on stage with a guitar and i thought it was, it was fat all right there's a beat there's a program beat but i thought it was like fantastic very it, well done very pacing is everything the pacing mm. and the set list i mean 30 songs in the set in her set list i mean the show was uh, just under two hours or an hour and 40 minutes 45 i think you know uh and it's like she packed in 30 songs somewhere the snippets like the ab the alphabet you know the the alpha mm-hmm. the motomami alphabet or or the the motomami bit with the human sculpture, which I, I totally love because you know I was a theater student and uh, especially the gestural <laughs> gestural theater taught by Jacques Lecoq, uh, I felt a bit like a Jedi seeing you know oh yes I, I recognize this tradition you know <laughs> and I like it when an old performance tradition seeps into contemporary pop culture uh, you know with these dancers doing the human sculpture of the motorbike uh, but yeah 30 songs very well paced as you said Ben because she has so many ballads or, or softer emotional songs so then it's like she'd pepper it with the, the more choreographed dances and pop and stuff so it felt like a nice wholesome show it's not like just dance 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 and then okay just play a couple of ballads to bring it down and then back to dance no 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 it was just like constantly up and down up and down so you never get bored you never get uh, um, monotonous she's not monotomami Oh, very good. What, what right. do you think of like the people who complained about? Because the, the main oh, complaint we're going to oh, get to that. Okay, 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 okay. Well, sorry, don't sorry, don't sorry, jump sorry. ahead. <laughs> don't don't. Mar has prepared an incredible uh, article on this. Yes. Uh, hang on, hang on. Is Mo- it a rant? Is it what? A rant? Oh uh, yeah, of course. I I only do that. <laughs> Mar, Mar's a rant. Rant. Spurt. Rant spurt. Uh, no, I'm, try- I'm trying too many things at once. Mon- Mon- Monotomami is going to be the one for today. To keep. Uh, I did miss, I, I felt a little bit bad because I loved the Ocho Rosas, the, her dancers on El Malquerer tour. So this time she switched them to these Motopapis. Motopapis, no? They're, they're, that's their official name? Or? I don't know. I, they should be Motopapis. The Motopapis? I think they are because I some of them pop up in my For You page on my TikTok and they call themselves Motopapis. <laughs> so, so do they have an Instagram account like the, no, the Rosas? I, I I think they just have their own like accounts on TikTok, but they... Uh, who are these dancers? Who are they like? Were they like big like know, dancers? I don't know, but I want to be their friend. They just look like really fun people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I one thing I found quite funny about the dancers were like, you know, when they they came on to sweep the stage or to mop yes. the stage. Yeah. Yes, I remember thinking like they were sort of doing it rhythmically in yeah. a way, but they were sort of just <laughs> like, the like cleaning up the sweat. Yeah, they're trying to pretend like the show is over, but they're sweeping the floor too glamorously. Like yeah. I know you're not the people who actually clean the stage. That's but, but I also like that. But you know when she she got the 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 normal people on to dance with her, yeah. And then like afterwards, yeah. the 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 proper dancers were like ushering off to that stage. It's like it's quite a job. You have to be a dancer. You have to clean up. You have to be security. It's <laughs> like, Every, everyone's sort of multitasking. As I said, even the camera operator, he 
Nah, he was just filming. He wasn't like mm, dancing like the the. Well, uh, con altura, he had to be like a plain thing. Like he had to move in a way that yeah. it made uh, like he has a choreography. Like in, yeah. I think like he cannot just stand there. He has to know his moves and stuff. So and it's because it's all very measured. Like mm. her face, her the the angle of her face in certain moments, the the sort of abrupt camera movements for I can't remember which song to give Motomami. it that for Motomami. Uh, Oh, and um, another thing I loved is, you know, a lot of her songs are duets, no? Collaborations like La Noche de Anoche with Bad Bunny. Mm -hmm. And obviously she didn't bring any, she didn't bring and she didn't need to bring any featured guests out onto her or a recorded performance on screens, which would have been an interesting option. Like, but, you know, imagine the, the, the costs of, you know, getting, I don't know. Uh, but what she did was, yeah, she walks down into the pit to give the microphone to the fans to sing like Benito's part on La Noche de Anoche, which worked incredibly because on the night I went, there was this guy who, you know, he had like bright pink hair. He looked like he's he's an artist himself. Like this guy was like fire and he he sang it to perfection, like Benito's uh, part. But then she passes it to this like over-enthusiastic girl and she was like, what a, what a, you know, she, she knew the lyrics, but she was like so excited. She was like, it was it was hilarious. Can I can I say two things about that? Yeah. Firstly, it gives me the absolute fear when people do that, even though <laughs> I was miles away. I was like, I just had this absolute fear that something about somewhere Rosalie was going to come up and give me the microphone, <laughs> even though it was physically impossible. I was just like, it gave me the fear that, and I wouldn't know what to do. That the camera would remember, like, I'm I'm not singing. Sorry. Um, and the other thing was okay. My, my, no criticism, slightly, but something that did make me think is maybe it lacks spontaneity because. That same kind of thing, I think, happened exactly both nights. In that there was a bit where she read out the pe what the people were saying on their yeah, on their, on their cards, which is a nice thing to do. Yeah, which is a nice thing to do. And she went into the well, not into the crowd, but like around into the front bit by the crowd and gave the microphone to people again on the same song. Um, and I think if you're doing like two concerts in Barcelona and like you went to the second night, I went to the first. I. I I feel a bit strange when exactly the same thing happens. And obviously, yeah. you know, you meet people who go to both nights and kind of talk about it. Um, so uh, maybe it could have been a bit more spontaneous. Yeah, maybe? but that's the thing. It's so, the whole show is so choreographed, including the screens. Uh, it, it, it would be a nightmare to even change the set list. Uh, I can understand that. Like, I respect it because I treated this differently to like a, a show where a band turns up tunes in and it's like oh today we're going to start with a different song and stuff because it's just a band playing their songs and 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 there, and there's in, in in i hate the in the in between songs when they take ages to start up and they're like tuning or whatever well sometimes it's okay but uh but i appreciate that her thing is like what she does or what tyler the creator does or even asap rocky you know all these this new style of performance where it's almost like a art gallery performance or it's it's not a rock concert or it's not a concert of musicians. It's 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 music that's being launched through, um, you know, it's been played back. To, or I don't know how you say. It. Bueno, tirado. Uh, by the way, shout out to Unai from DeLorean, who is the the tour um, person who launches the music. He's not the DJ, but he's the person who's ah right. I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah. Unai does it, and I even sent him a text like, "Very well launched. You you were on hmm. point." Because you know, because. Because she's there's moments where she's interacting with the crowd, and the sound effect has to come in from a song and stuff, and you know it's it's just as it, there's a lot of work behind that, you know, and planning and, but, and organizing your Ableton and stuff. But Ableton. may I say, 
the there was some kind of changes like Millonaria. She didn't play. Yeah. She, I think she only played in Barcelona. Like she, she played didn't, it. Like, yeah. She didn't play in Madrid, and that was that felt quite spontaneous. Oh. Like the way and you know the way she did it was like you know singing. I think she, she was doing it, oh, the ABC. Acapella. Yeah, yeah. She was yeah. doing the ABC of Motomami, and all of a sudden, when she gets to the M, M for Motomami, and then she starts. Na, 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 na. And she even kind of smirked because she got a bit of criticism because she said some phrases in Catalan that were badly said. Ah, porque digo, uh, I was going to talk in Catalan no. <laughs> because she says cumpleaños, which is badly said, like it's uh, Spanish Spanishification of Catalan. Yeah, and okay. she was like cumpleaños, yeah, said it, and I'll say it again. <laughs> and I remember Ada Colau, the mayor of Barcelona, she was there the night you were there, Ben, and she uploaded oh. a story of Millonaria, no? that, 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 that point and stuff. And uh, oh, yeah, you had a funny moment with your kids singing the chorus, no? <laughs> <laughs> fucking money, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's a certain thing. Obviously, my children speak English um, uh, as well as Catalan and Spanish. And um, occasionally you get a moment like where there's a song that it has big English swearing on and and you know it's like it's nothing to people here because it's not a swear word and like swear words in foreign languages never even if someone tells you a swear word it doesn't have the yeah. same impact yeah. you know it's like people walk around with t-shirts with swear words on anyway like so <laughs> I, I was sort of preparing my children for this and I was like saying to of course you know when we go when we go there might be a little bit of a swear word and like the, their eyes went really big they're like what I was like yeah you know there's a, there's a swear but word they know millionaria they've heard it before Or maybe they haven't. They, they do they do know it, but I don't think they'd really it really sort of clicked okay. that it that, that it was a swear. They haven't heard it recently. It's not one of those Rosalie songs they listen to most. Um and I was like, you know, people might be might be singing along. Mm -hmm. that, 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 and I was, I was like trying, is it okay for them to sing along? Like Yeah, yeah but it's kind of not okay it's for them so to It's so funny when it, little kids swear. Look, it's, it's, <laughs> it, I know. <laughs> It's, I wouldn't make my kids swear all the time. Ever, my like, say fuck. I mean, oh my god! But imagine, you know, it, things get a bit more complicated when it's like a Megan Thee Stallion song or or <laughs> or a trap, a southern trap song, and the N word pops up proficiently no, in but, songs. No, that's political. Yeah, yeah, but you know, some some parents yeah. play their kids like trap music, you know, uh, because you can't help it; it's everywhere, and it's on TikTok and stuff, and trap, and it's like, uh, you know, and and sometimes. It, <laughs> But, Chris Rock had a brilliant <laughs> skit about that in one of his shows. It's like, yeah, you're at the club with all your white friends and, and a song, you know, a Lil Wayne song comes on or a Snoop Dogg song. And it's like, rat a tat tat. And I never hesitate to shoot it. Oh, I can't <laughs> say it. Can I say it? No. <laughs> I was going to say, with, with Rosalia, basically, um, when she played the song, I was like, all right, this, this is going to happen. It actually sounded a bit like uh, she she kind of swallowed the swear word in, yeah. in, in Millionaire. It's like, she kind of didn't sing it all that yeah. much. But like, mm. basically, Nico still hadn't worked out what the swear word was. But Francesca was like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they're singing it. <laughs> oh. uh, and another thing that struck me was, it, it, did, it did feel like this was all about Motomami, the album. And uh, what was shocking was when she played the what were two of her biggest hits, like Tu Mira and uh, Malamente, there was a little bit of an underwhelm. I mean, people cheered, like, oh, you know, when they hear the, mm -hmm. the clapping of uh, Malamente. But it wasn't like when, you know, Rolling Stones playing Satisfaction that the, the house just falls down. It was like, oh, yeah, 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 this, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, we almost forgot that this existed, you know, because everyone is so tuned in to Motomami. It's like she's even forced us to move on from El Malquerer. That was a night two thing. Night one, we were behind it. 
Yeah? Well, I thought so. I really yeah, yeah. noticed it. No, when, when... Yeah, I feel like she has so many hits. Like, yeah. every single... It's not like Malamente is the biggest one. Like, if you had to choose one... It's the one that's got the ball rolling. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's not maybe not the most iconic one, even though it's one of my favorites. Yeah. I, but I, I I don't know. I feel like some bands have that iconic one, like Creep or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, right, yeah, good right. example. Um, <laughs> but but in Rosalia, all of her songs are Creep. You know, like yeah. it's not. Well, this is the this is the this is the thing. So all of a sudden, she plays two of her the, the her breakout hits, the one that really took her into the mainstream or whatever. No. Uh, from El Marquerer and it's like yeah yeah people get excited and stuff in, in fact Tumira I don't I don't think she sang it in its entirety I think she only sang I can't remember anyway uh, but all of a sudden another highlight of the show was Despecha a song that is still unreleased and we've only the world has only heard snippet a snippet of and the and the house went crazy with Despecha because it's an instant hit it's an instant banger it's like immediately it's got this recognizable hook and it's like that got more of a mm-hmm. euphoric yeah. response than than. Yep. But I, I thought people really enjoyed that just because they knew it was something special. They knew it was something different, and it was like it was like saying, "Yeah, I know what you're doing. I've heard this on TikTok or I've heard yeah. this on mm-hmm. YouTube or wherever, and I'm with you because I'm a big Rosalia fan." And I thought, I mean, it's a great song. Don't get me wrong, but I thought it just got that little extra bit because yeah. it was just like people going, "Yeah, I'm with you." No, and people are desperate for yeah. her to release it, and it's like, "Oh my god, I will finally be able to hear it like full length." Yeah. And when I leave this show, I know it won't be. I won't be able to play it again, uh-huh. like full length. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna give it all. Like so, I need you to see that I want you to release this that much. Like I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna faint. I'm gonna throw up in the middle of the yeah. of San Jordi. Yeah. I think that that was. I think the way she's been with this song. I I don't know if I want to say really clever because I don't think it's really. I I don't think she's totally planned it. I, I think she has. No, but I think she... I read an article in El País that I really liked, which was basically like, this is marketing genius, this kind of way. And I don't really necessarily think it... I think it was like basically, okay, I've got this this new good song. I'm going to tease it. There's two other new songs as well that are good, but like didn't kind of have the same thing. I'm going to tease it a bit, you know, see what kind of people say. But I don't think it was like some arch marketing plan from the start. Mm. I think it was just like understanding how pop music works and having a very good song, yeah. you know. And... um like make basically this El Pace article was saying she's made the song of the summer and hasn't even been released and yeah. it's like yeah that's that's kind yeah. of agree I think is the song of the summer how do you translate it in English I was having real problems doing this Despecha. oh the word in English for it's that like, it's like despise but it's like you no. despise like it's free you, when you're like free of your stress and stuff and you're like ah you just let your hair down no <laughs> that's a long way yeah, to say this but, but yeah, yeah damn it turns out I've got it completely wrong right I, I bet me. there's an incredible Japanese word for it you know how <laughs> Japanese have words yeah. for specific emotions of like when you get out of when you get sorry, when, you, <laughs> when you get out of work and that first drink that you have that is called wasazai you know I don't know <laughs> uh, that feeling is you that know? what despacha is no wasazai <laughs> <All right, laughs> I just made that up wasazai <laughs> We'll have to research that. Yeah, what's the translation of despecha? Ta despecha. Uh, in fact, is despechado? Yeah, no, 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 no. Because there's another word that I learned that was from the Romani. Upset. Rob is saying through the. No, upset is when you're enfadada or um, disgustada. Despecha. Ah, no. We'll have to look into this. 
Um, I liked her Blinding Lights remix. Uh, that that was a moment that caught me off guard. Like, oh, I forgot that she'd covered, remixed this song by The Weeknd. Um, Scorn, uh, Despeta, Scorn, Scorned. No, but that's the that's, that's the other the way. That's, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. I, if you look it up literally on a translator, you get Scorn or Despise, which is what I thought it was. But you're saying there's another there's another meaning that's actually kind of what it means to do with like. It's because I think I'm getting despeta wrong. I thought despeta yeah, was like too. when you sueltate la melena, yeah. estoy despeta, you know, sí. like like literally I, you lift the weight off your chest. Despeta. It would make more like sense it. yeah. because the, it's like with all my motomamis, with all my gales, a local. It doesn't sound like scorn, does it? Yeah. Or no, exactly. Well, but yeah. So, so, uh, so, yeah. I was, I was saying that her blinding lights remix. All of a sudden, when that dropped in, first of all, the the pace, you know, it, it works really well live. It's a great song. Uh, it's a hit, and uh, it's like, oh, I forgot she covered it. And even though when she released her version, it was met with a little bit of disdain in general. It was like, ah, yeah, it's not her best. Or was this necessary? You know, when the song had already been like. It was like when when Justin Bieber did the the remix of Despacito. It's like really uh, another remix when we've been listening to this all all year round. But it's like no, no, it's, it felt good. But that's the thing because I, I went on a Saturday night, yeah. right, and it felt like a big party. And I thought in the, in that kind of circumstance, playing like Blinding Lights remix, which it's like I mean, Blinding Lights is a great song. Her remix is you know good good enough, but it didn't sort of blow me away particularly. But I felt like in that. It was like, we're all here, we're having a party, despite the fact it's a massive, massive arena. And I can play this song um, because it's like a, a party song. You know, it's, it's Saturday night. Enjoy it. That, yeah. was, that was kind of how I felt about this song. And, um, and I have to say, when she sings her more flamenco range, uh, vocal range songs, she re that's where you feel the, the magic power of Rosalia. It's like, okay, these conceptual dance moves the screen the the pop songs the dance the reggaeton and that, that's fabulous but when you know when she brings out the rosalia that we all fell in love with which was the los angeles and el mal querer yeah her, that that kind of vocal power that she has wow and it's kind of cool that she doesn't over abuse it or anything it's like yeah yeah i have this i know this is my great talent but no 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 i'm working on i'm having fun with all these pop formats you know so we say uh, it, it's very. She's very brave. It's it's. She's an such a. She's an artist so worthy of following because she keeps things very exciting and and very different. And it feels it's it's just part of her artistic language. But some people don't think don't feel about this. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. My rant. Um, <laughs> despecha, <laughs> despecha, my despecha rant. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, I want to give a bit of context of how I got me thinking about this brand that has to do with Rosalia and people who are stupid. Um, <laughs> the, so, <laughs> the Rosa haters. The other day I was on Twitter and I saw uh, an amazing tweet by one of my favorite, I don't know how to call her, writer, thinker, articleist, um, Raina, right? how do you, would you pronounce her name? Rain Fisher-Quan. Rain and Fisher Kwan, I think I've talked, she wrote the article about the dissociative pout and made out, made the... Lobotomy chip. Yeah, she, exactly. She made up that concept. Right. So she tweeted, um, the other day, a very interesting tweet that said, Otessa Mosfek, which is the, the author that I've talked about plenty of times, mm -hmm. is on the verge of getting womaned. I can feel it. And she then says also, mm -hmm. womaned is what I call, um, is what I call 
It's what I call it when everyone stops liking a woman at the same time. Womaned. Like woman. woman apostrophe D. Womaned. Yes. Um, so we understand by woman this, like it doesn't have to have much more explanation because we all understand this phenomenon that happens when a woman dares to be, as she says, because she then wrote a full-on article that you can read on ID magazine. Mm -hmm. Um um, too visible, too successful, too proud, not good enough at performing humility or coolness or whatever new mode of womanhood is enforceable that week. Mm. And then suddenly, when you get a woman that uh, that that's what happens, that she gets to a point of success that is too much, suddenly the mass public opinion shifts what seems to be overnight. And then um, the person that, in this case, he was talking about Otessa, that you have all her books, you've read, she's amazing, oh, she's an, an incredible writer. You wake up the next day and you say you like Otessa and, and everyone will be like, seriously, you like her? She's so overrated. Uh, mm. She actually mm. is not that good of a writer, blah, 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 blah. And this happens like overnight. And I was thinking of examples of women because I, I can understand because it's such a, an universal phenomenon that it's so easy to come up with examples. And for I remember when... We were all in love with Jennifer Lawrence. She was yeah. so funny. All yeah. her interviews were to die for. She was so quirky, whatever, whatever. And then suddenly one day someone said like, oh, she's trying too much. And then everyone hated her. It was <gasps> like, what? Did she just get womaned? No. She did. And, and then Jennifer Lawrence was not that that quirky star that we all loved. It was like, mm, I don't know, she's too forced or whatever. And we've seen it happen to Britney Spears, obviously, is the biggest example. Or I feel like it's happening to Millie Bobby Brown oh, now. I, yeah, I, I have to say I was a little bit um, brokenhearted because I've I've become obsessed, I, I've said this before, with, with Millie Bobby Brown as 11 in, in Stranger Things because she's just such a gifted actress, actor. You know, she's so natural compared with the other kids and stuff. She has this, like, this, 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 this energy, which is really like captivating, but then all of a sudden you see her in interviews and she's all fabulous and she's like resabida, you know, like uh, like almost like a jaded Hollywood star. Like I know how this works and stuff. And 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 I felt like oh, they've spoiled her, you know, putting her on the covers of magazines at such a young age and front row in fashion shows, sitting next to Anna Wintour. It's like too much, too fast. But. I'm, I'm, that is, nah, well, you're you womaning gotta, her. I'm like, womaning her. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I no, apologize. It, it's like a natural course of if you're a successful woman, you'll go through it. Like, and also, I feel like it also happened to um, Sally Rooney, which is also an an author and yeah. that got really big, and everyone loved her. And then uh, suddenly, overnight, we were like. Oh, we love her too much. Let's criticize her. Let's but bring her down. Let's humble her. It's impossible for a woman to be that successful. And it's like, of course, I'm not saying women shouldn't be subject to critique. Of course, everyone has to be subject of critique and stuff. But not just the critique shouldn't be she's too successful. It yeah. should be specific things um, that are explained. And we should have a conversation, a discourse, but yeah. not just, oh, Let's humble her. Let's humble her. Yeah, I know. But I have to say, the only critiques I've heard from of Sally Rooney are the former semanal and ciberlocutorio. Like, I've heard these comments like, they love Sally Rooney or they've loved, but they're like, bueno, pero ya, it's not so cool to name drop Sally Rooney. You know, I've heard this from, from yeah, women yeah, yeah. mainly. Every, yeah, of course. <laughs> we all participate in womanification. Like, uh, it's not just a thing. It's like misogyny as a part of our culture, but it's a thing as well. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, okay, Okay, I I, am, I love this concept and I 
feel like it could happen to Otessa, but who else is also super successful? And I just saw her two days ago, Rosalia. Will Rosalia get womaned? Is she getting womaned? Like, I know, I, I went on Twitter after that. I know there's people that are on the edge of their seat that are biting their, their nails till they bleed to see her fail, to see her, like, fall down from the throne she's sitting on now. Like, they would give their firstborn's life to see this woman (laughs) do something that they can critique and feel like they're validated to say they hate her. Because now... mm, And and, uh, since woman... Womaning someone, as a concept invented by Rain, um, is is like a a tale as all of time. You can just follow the steps that you know will work to Uh woman someone. And, And I feel like they start try to start this ball rolling, but they're doing it wrong. But the steps are so distinguishable. Like first we adore, start adoring someone. Like we see her maybe um, in the in the tour she did with Red Bull, Rosalia, and, yeah. and she starts getting big. We we start liking her. She starts getting popular or, or Odessa, she first publishes something, whatever mm-hmm. it gets in a niche audience starts getting known. Mm-hmm. Then she becomes more mainstream and, and gets... Idolized. Idolized. Um, And gets idolized. Um, She gets fans at a rate that is like mind blowing. Like people start calling her the next big thing um, in whatever this alleged woman we're talking about, like imaginary woman. Um, She's, everyone is hyping her up like, oh my God, there's so much potential. She's doing incredible. Um, Everyone loves her. Then after that, the, the the idealization of this woman, then we get overexposed to her. Yeah. We see her everywhere. She's actually doing amazing. She's doing everything we wished she would be doing when we were idolizing her and she was not that big. And now we see her everywhere. And now we start getting fed up to see her everywhere. Yeah. And the new entertainment, we ask from her is to see her fail. Like, we don't want to see her fill stages. We don't want to see her um, have um, bestsellers. We don't want to see her get an Oscar. We want to see her fail. That's yeah. the only thing that will entertain us more because we have seen her do amazing and be successful already. We have seen her be successful way too many times. Now there's something that is me- that we haven't seen yet and it's see her fail. And it and it feels the, the everyone inside like this... And that's why people are on the edge of their seat, like I want, like ah, they're, they're so thirsty. waiting to watch yeah. you fail, waiting. And, you, ah, and, ah. But they cannot see it out loud because they're this in this person is just doing great and hasn't done anything. But she eventually will be a person, and maybe will be a little bit too considered in an interview, or maybe she will be doing something that she shouldn't have because after all, it's just she's just a person. But um. Rain, for example, was um, she then proceeds to explain something that it's I think it's so interesting when she um, worded that way because she was talking about Otessa as we said and the thing that made her think about that tweet it was because um, a few days before a very good article was published on Vulture um, and it was like an, a great um, critical article about Otessa's work. Um, like uh, Otessa's last book, I think, mm-hmm. or or work in general, and it it was a very good written article, and it had um, analytical criticism with very good solid base of criticism, mm-hmm. and and the thing that happens after when someone very um, correctly 
analyzes someone's work and maybe there's critique in there, yeah. then Brain, and I will quote her literally because I think she explains it perfectly, um, she says that after that, that, like what happens then is that the communal response to an intelligent and reasoned critique of an overexposed public-facing woman is to eagerly accept the idea that hating her must be therefore inherently intelligent and mm. reasoned, regardless of an individual intention or action. Yeah. So like, you read the, this article on, on Vulture, and instead of saying, oh yeah, that's correct, like Modesta's work is amazing, but it also has like this part that maybe could be different or that I didn't think about. Now you think, oh, oh, this person is really intelligent. I would have never worded that that way. Now I have to hate Otessa to prove that I would be able to say something as intelligent and, uh, as that. And then the result is a widespread vibes-based, ba like she says, hate, based. Um, hatred. Like it's not based on an actual criticism. Like you, you maybe even didn't read the article. You yeah. just saw someone's tweet that article and say that, oh, this has work is lacking in that aspect. And then you go bias-based because you don't go through the critical aspect and um, hatred that frequently uses meaningful um, criticism as a crutch and not, not as a real thing on which to hang pre-existing resentment rather than as an instigator for earnest critical engagement. So you take the, the resentment you already had in you and use the, this, oh no, because I read an article somewhere that yeah. proves my point that I should hate her. Yeah. It's like, no, that article was a critical article um, that everyone is subject to. Like, I, I'm not saying we should idolize everyone and just be there. <laughs> like, we can write articles about, about it, but we shouldn't use them as a, as a way to be like, oh, finally, I can hate that person and say it. It's like, no, just... If you have resentment towards that person, just be brave and say you hate her. But don't use like as a, as if it was an intelligent thing yeah. to hate to hate it just because you saw someone. I, and that mm -hmm. is what is happening. Well, that is what the people that want to see Rosalia fail so badly are trying to make happen. But why are they <laughs> failing at? at having this ball rolling because they're stupid <laughs> and I hate these people <laughs> but no because they think that if um, instead of uh, of a very well thought out article that it doesn't exist because there's nothing still to criticize about Rosalia in this analytical aspect um, they couldn't use a viral tweet um, to, to get this ball of hate rolling but a viral tweet like they're doing like saying let's not allow concerts without musicians which doesn't even make Ugh. sense. Have you ever been to a concert? Like, I feel like someone who writes that doesn't know what a concert is. Like, I've been to many concerts and just a few of them had, like, an actual band. Like, I, I, I don't know. C Where do these people live? Like, do they see that it doesn't make sense? Well, it was their way to, to like, this... The, like, this... The, to, this. Uh, see, to critique, critique um, Rosalia and it's... And I've seen these tweets and they're not even viral. They they have like a hundred likes or something like that. And it's like, it don't, you, don't, you don't even feel the, the, the needs that you put up yourself to to say Rosalia is, is something you want Because no one hate. says this to Tyler, the creator. I didn't see, well, I don't go on Twitter to look for this. But I mean, I, I, if you look for tweets uh, after Tyler's show at Primavera Sound, where it's just him on stage with backing tracks and him rapping over it, no one has anything. I'd, everything was like, the best show I've ever seen. So I, it was all praise. 
I yeah. imagine maybe there might be someone, but it's, I highly doubt that there might be people saying, accusing the, the same way that Rosalia gets accused of mm. not having a band on stage, which she did, by the way. She had a, well, she had a, a keyboardist mm-hmm. on certain moments. Uh, he was hidden there and then she brought, put a spotlight on him and gave him a hug when they played a song. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, I, and most of these people are men, just saying, but whatever. Oh, um, <laughs> curious, yeah, 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 I it's know. It's been I, said. Yeah, um, but uh, this got me thinking, like, will Rosalia be woman? And then I thought, well, she has actually been woman before. Like, she, she has been through so many cycles of womanification that it's almost, like, laughable to her by now. Like, oh my God, you think you can do this to me? Like, I'm... I've been there. I've been on the trenches, and I've 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 been through so many cycles right now. I'm like an old spirit that I've seen it all. Like you can, like I think she now laughs at the fact that she knows it's going to come. She knows she will do this amazing conceptual show, and she knows there will be people trying to say whatever, whatever. And she she can anticipate it way before. And and she's like, oh my god, that's so naive of you to think that you can woman me. Well, that's what everyone, you know, the great artists always think or the great people who put out uh, art into the world. And, and, you know, it's like, yes, yes. As long as they're talking, it means mm. that you're hot. You know, mm. uh, the worst. Who said this? this, this uh, the worst. Oscar Wilde, I think. Uh, I think yeah. Like, the, the, no. The, the, yeah, wait, anything wait. worse than being talked about is not being talked about. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, Very Wilde, good on you, Ben. I can always rely. <laughs> but someone else said it recently, something in, in maybe in a, a movie show or in a Tyler song, like, there's nothing I hate more than not, you know, that not being talked about or something like that i don't know ah, ah, don't come to me um i i i would get passionately angry at rosalia haters and i would waste a lot of my time on facebook like <laughs> writing an essay in response like well you clearly don't know anything and i'd start like referencing like craft work and stuff and like oh well because this uses that very deftly and uh, mm-hmm. like being uh, mansplaining like why rosalia is great but I- these people are not even haters because haters I feel like they're brave. They're individual. They they go against the mainstream. Like they see everyone loves Rosalia and they, they'll say whatever. But these people that I'm talking about, they're trying so that everyone hates Rosalia and they can feel they like they belong. Like finally we can say we hate this woman. Like I I cannot stand seeing a woman be successful that for that long. But I don't want to be to- pointed out as a misogynist because if I say it alone and I'm a man, that I'm a misogynist. But, but if, if we're an all article... on, the same, on the same page of being misogynist, because we have to humble her at the same time, like yeah. what we said, like changing the narrative like overnight, that suddenly someone's the greatest author or the greatest singer, and then overnight it's like, oh, not anymore. Yeah. Although I've got to say, though, um, do you remember when, uh, back on an episode of this show, that I said that she possibly wasn't such a big <laughs> yes. uh, star in the UK? Yeah. And I got quite a lot of grief for it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah some Rosalia lovers aren't great either. I've got to well, be honest, the, like, the, come on, like, f- like, find, like, actually sort of, all right, if it's on a, it's on a clip, make a comment, fine, do, or do whatever you like. But if you're actually finding out my Instagram, make a comment on another photo that's got nothing to do with anything. It's like, come on. Yeah, yeah. You know, and also utterly misinterpreting what, what I've said. I must say, I, I, it was my fault because no, I took no, that no. clip out no, of context but, but, because I wanted TikTok likes. The thing is, that's, that, that, that's fine. That, that's okay. But it's just like, uh, I'm not quite sure why, why, why I'm saying this uh, other than... Uh, <laughs> other than, please don't hate on Ben. Let's not change the narrative on Ben. 
Let's not woman, Ben. <laughs> Look, but th this is this is what I would call the art of likability. You know, if you're a pop star, you have to manage the art of likability. And no one did it better than Julio Iglesias. Oh, but sorry. he's not a woman. What okay. are we oh, sorry, talking sorry, about? Sorry, like, sorry. Of course, no, no. he managed to not get womaned. True, true, <laughs> he's true. A man. Okay, who would be the equivalent? Rocio Jurado? No. Yeah, uh, but all of them would go womaned eventually. But oh, yeah. getting womaned is a cycle. Then you... you yeah. You get praised for being hated and everyone is like, oh my God, we're so sorry. We hated on you. What happened? Oh Bang my on. God. Like Megan Fox happened to her Ooh, recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh my God, we were so bad. We were so bad. But okay, but there are men who get manned or womaned like Ed Sheeran, James Blunt. Mm, no. the, these people get a lot. Of, uh, Justin Bieber has had so but much hatred. But that's not getting womaned. Like, no, it's not the same thing. True. Because it's not and Ed like. And Ed Sheeran is just bad. But. <laughs> See, <laughs> poor guy. You know, he's like. But I, I always, I always, and I've said this before. I always felt kind of bad, even though there's a certain unlikability about Justin Bieber because he comes off as being this like brat or whatever. But it's like, dude, the guy's been extremely successful or 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 put down people's throats since he was 13, and it wasn't his fault. It was the minders, the managers trying to cash in on this this talent, this talented kid who could connect with so many children on YouTube and stuff. And it's like, and ever since day one, there's been so much hate for Justin Bieber from like adult, mainly men, you know, and music, not just music critics, like, ah, oh, Justin Bieber is the worst. You know, this kind of stuff is like, what? And I don't want to relate everything to feminism, but most of her audience were little girls. So that... In Rosalia? No, in, in Justin Bieber's case, it's oh, yeah. because he was... Targeting to like targeted her target were girls. someone that was hated on, so it was easier to hate on him. Like, oh my god, he's just for little girls. Exactly. Like, so the, it, it also has to do with people hating women. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, well brought because you did a fantastic episode on this. Remember when we talked yeah. about why do teenage girls uh, get so um, um, underappreciated by like the serious music critics? Like, mm -hmm. oh, this it's like you're not a serious band if mm -hmm. your fan base is just like teenage girls. Like, what are you talking about? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, but yeah, the, speaking of the art of likability, that's the one thing that I will critique Rosalia in a sense of she. It felt her in her in between song banter on stage was felt a little bit condescending, like most mainstream pop, pop Spanish artists, women and men, when they talk like really like they're trying to be like earnest and they're putting this voice like the first time I came to San Jordi, I was 13 years old and I was you know she was singing in Catalan, and even in interviews like sometimes she's like oh like like e exaggerating the humbleness. But I think um, and I was talking this with a friend. I think. And I don't want to say that Rosalia is the most clever person alive, but I think she is because she's playing a role. I think she yeah. knows exactly how she has to play, what she has to do, and and she is just above everything else. And there was a, a Catalan author um, called Marcel Rodureda. She was um, oh, I've read her. She she was a very special woman. She was very intelligent, and she barely gave interviews. And when she did, she played this role of pretending to be way more innocent than she was because she didn't want to be asked certain questions. She she wanted like to feel like people thought that she was stupid so she could avoid like having people like force her into saying stuff that she already knew. Um, and I think Rosalia in part, she plays this naive character that yeah. she, we know she's not 
but she plays it um in her like media training thing. Yeah. She plays like this innocent more that that I think it's a role that to protect herself. Yeah, but I would appreciate that a bit more of a bad bitch. Like for instance, Megan the Stallion or Bad Gal. You know, Megan the Stallion in between songs, she's on brand. She's like, come on girls, is this a hot girl summer or what? You know, she's like, ah, you know, she's like talking like in her character, like, I'm a bad bitch, you know, and I'm here to like Rather than this, like, okay, now I'm going to, like, but this is me, I'm Megan, and I'm so but grateful that you all bought tickets. maybe that's simply who Rosalie is. Mm. But, like, you know, we, 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 we don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know her personally. Like, and I almost get the feeling that, for me, like, I, I don't get any feeling I know what she's like. And I don't mind that because the music's fantastic. You know, like, I, I don't know if she's humble. I don't know, like, in, in if her real life. She, because... It, it's not really bad that she doesn't do that many interviews. She doesn't do that many things in general, to be honest, outside of music. Rosalia? Yeah, outside of music. What does she do? She does loads of interviews. She doesn't. Not that she many. Did. She even did that Francois, Francis Bourgeois train fanatic guy thing. She did that. Well, okay. That, that, wasn't yeah. that, that was just that, a special. The but thing. Pablo Motos on the main sort of talk show in Spain. She goes on. She went on Kimmel, didn't she? Or didn't she go on oh, one yeah, of those? Eventually. Yeah, she went on. Uh, was it was it Kimmel or Fallon? Or, one of them. Possibly. You're right. No, but what what I mean is like I don't think she gives that much of herself away in interviews. Mm. Yeah, that's she true. protects herself yeah, in that pr- character. Right? No, that's why. What I mean is the onstage banter, and in in some even when I interviewed her, for instance, there's this kind of tone of trying to speak, and and it's something that a lot of flamenco artists do. What they try and like seem like they're being profound, but without being pretentious, they're like no, like trying to be simple. Like oh no, I, I like waking up in the morning and having my glass of water and you know i'm a very simple person you know like kind of like uh, uh if it, the opposite of uh poor formants it's uh it's like a performance of humbleness humble formants there's another one that works humble it's a <laughs> humble formant nice. i like very that nice. Mot- monotomami and mm-hmm. uh, humble formants it's a humble formant and it's something that i've always i was watching this uh, sp- uh, uh special anniversary show of cadena 100 uh, a very a popular Spanish radio station, very mainstream, and they had all the sort of big Spanish artists of all different eras, no? La Oreja de Van Gogh and stuff. And the in-between songs, banter of all these artists, like it's this, it's this the way they all speak. Alejandro Sanz, La Oreja, um, Leire from La Oreja, this, oh, like this, 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 it, it just sounds very condescending, like they're talking to like 11-year-olds. And it's like, ah, it, they can't help it. It's like, it's almost like the song, the the the, the manual of, how to talk to a large audience, like be humble, don't don't be all like bad. This is why I love bad girl because she's all swaggy. Like, oh yeah, like uh, oh yeah, stay flipando. You know, I'm like super excited. You're all here, and I'm like I'm caught off guard. Like this is totally surprising, and I thank you very much. But okay, let's get. Well, back why into would this. that not be the same level of performance? Why is that more natural? You I, know? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But for instance, Primavera Sound. Yeah, you're seeing like all these artists, and they're in between songs never. You have different. It's it's such a wide range. Like I I I can't really like fit it all into one box. But I never get. Okay, I'm gonna give you a good example. Primavera sound. When people talk in between songs, it's like, hey, yeah, thank you for being here. Why well, it's the best show? You know, best festival ever. Primavera sound. You know, whatever. Or yeah, Karen O from yeah yeah. It's like, where where Primavera? You know, it just sounds like cool. Like it's all the cool artists like being cool. But then when Miguel performed in Primavera sound, and Miguel comes from the R and B pop world, it he was like. Yeah, it's all important that we're here for sharing the love. 
And uh, it, it just sounded very cheesy and corny, right? It was like, yeah, this is okay at a Miguel show with like that kind of crowd, but these are like Barcelona's sharpest hipsters. Like, no, this doesn't work with us, this kind of condescending, like we're, uh, sharing the love and being here together in one. And I've got to, like, I, like, I, do you remember when we went to see Rina Sawayama? I was thinking about that, yeah. And I, ah. I, I got a bit annoyed by that, didn't yes, I? Yes, yeah, yeah. you did. And then I changed to, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it, she, it seemed a little bit, I, I didn't particularly like her, her stage banter. But what I will say is it went down really, really well with the crowd. Mm. So I was there like, really? Are you kind of doing this, you know, like dividing the crowd? But it went down really, really well. So I kind of had to eat my words. Yeah. So I, I don't know, it's just really difficult kind of, because the other thing about Rosalia, right? Imagine if she does get like really uh, arrogant, to use a better way of putting it on stage. Like She's just going to get it thrown back in her face again. Yeah. And I would just prefer, like, I'm sure she'd prefer not to. It'd just mm. be like, you know, um, she, if you say nothing that's going to offend anyone, then no one can come back to you on it. It's like, well, okay, that, that's that's that done, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we were not the only professionals who went to see Rosalia uh, and had things to say about it on radio. We have another upcoming music critic who proves that this talent runs in the family. A young lady by the name of Francesca Cardew was there last Saturday and had this to say about the show. Bueno, era, era muy bonito. Era impresionante que podía tocar la guitarra, tenía una voz tan bonita y al mateix tocar el piano. Y era todo muy, no sé, que la posada en escena, todos los bailarines, las bailarinas, todo era como muy profesional, maravilloso. <laughs> it's uh, it's my daughter speaking Catalan, and she was she was well into it. I forced her to. Well, I didn't force her; she was quite into it. Well, you're encouraging. She was way more encur- professional than us. At, at yeah. giving the critique, it was like very well done. Yeah, yeah. The you know the eyes of a how old is she? Eleven year nine nine. Oh, she's nine. So damn, I always get uh, yeah the 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 vision of a nine year old. That's that's the the most honest critique of 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 the show that you're gonna hear on this radio. <laughs> that's for show. Um, Nico's was equally honest. It was short. It was like. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. Bless him. Yeah, yeah. I, I am all for the kind of artists who can make a family night out. Uh, I love it. I just... Yeah. No, we were thinking, in fact, the other day, like, who else... The only other artist we could think of that the whole family want to go to uh, is Billie Eilish. Yeah. I don't, I don't mm. think there's any, yeah. there anyone else. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, you know, my f- friends who have kids and they've taken them to see Billie Eilish. Because, it, you know, you see someone who's close to their age so i th- i can i can still remember how excited i'd get watching a movie and there being a kid actor like indiana jones and and uh, short round played by kehoi kwan you know that was like my idol plus he was data in the goonies you know it's like whoa you know you relate so much to seeing someone who's just a little bit older than you and and it, that's why it's the greatest thing that there's someone like billy eilish and Rosalia, but Rosalia's older than Billie, isn't she? Way older. Oh, yeah. Rosalia's what? 27? 30? Yeah, I think she's she your age, Mark. No, she's more than me. She's two or three years older than me. Maybe okay. Four, maybe? Does it 29? Make you, I don't think she's 30 yet. Does it make you feel bad that you don't have a house in Manresa, a, a modernist house? <laughs> you know when you compare yourself to people yeah. your age who have achieved a bit more than... 
have time. I have three years. Time. You have time. <laughs> Will uh, you remember us? No. <laughs> <laughs> And that is all we have time for. I hope you enjoyed uh, the last weekly review table True. debate of the summer. And we will be, the three of us will be back uh, in September. But Ben and I will still, well, no. You still, I, I've got two more episodes this week of Daily Edition Radio Formula. I got none. I got none. I'm I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm off to the beach. Yes. Uh, I hope everyone goes to the beach, dip your feet in the fresh water because it is hot this summer, y'all. Thank you, Rob Roman, for producing. Thank you all for listening. This was the weekly review. Vamos, Motomamis. <laughs> You're listening to Radio Primavera Proudly presented by Kukra.